I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting live on February 20th, 2022. It is 8, what time is it? 8.56 in the morning. I need to reset my computer clock there. And uh, yeah, this is my first show back from being at, uh, being, being in Denver, Denver, Colorado for Dow Denver on Monday, no, on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then uh, ETH Denver, which I didn't even go into the conference. I was so busy doing other stuff outside of the conference. Um, and you might think I'm crazy or stupid or whatever, but, uh, yeah, man, I just didn't have time to go in. There was just so much happening and, um, yeah, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but I, I, there was just so much going on in Denver during that week. It was pretty cool. I drove all the way up there from Austin, Texas and all the way back. Uh, took 13 and a half, 14 hours or so. Uh, on the way up there, I drove nonstop, um, and I completely got there with just red eyes, and uh, not from what you'd think, but uh, yeah, just from exhaustion. And the second I got there at 10.30 at night, um, I was hitting the ground running. The team was in the hotel lobby, the Dow Denver team, and I immediately had to do some graphics. And you know, <laughs> I was working two hours after that until 12:30 at night. And yeah, that's how it rolls, man. Uh, whenever you're working together as a team. Um, let me turn down this mic volume. It looks to be a little high, so sorry if I'm totally blasting out your ears. All right. Okay. So <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I. I soaked in a whole lot. This is my, first of all, this is my video blog. If you're new here, um, this is my morning crypto brain dump. And every single morning, or I try to every single morning, I don't anymore. Um, I was doing it every single morning for over a year and uh, exhaustion set in. And I was just... Uh, Felt it was time after 400, this is episode number 413, to just kind of settle back a little bit as I've gotten more involved. and Because I just started doing this um, with a YouTube channel and a crappy um, stock uh, webcam and just a computer mic. And uh, I just was experimenting with AV and learning about crypto as I go along and switched on the broadcast on the YouTube and decided to just document my learning. And that's what I've done. And it was just me back then. So I could do it every single day. Um, but now I'm involved in a lot of projects. I'm involved pretty heavily in three different DAOs. And I have a lot of stuff going on. So I, it's a little more difficult and challenging with my 40-hour-a-week hour a week job that I do, um, which I'm on my way to phasing out. Um, then I will be, be back every single day. Uh, but, yeah, I... <laughs> It just became a little much, so now I can't do it every single day. I at least try to do this a few times a week and uh, keep everybody updated. Um, I was going to try to keep people updated um, during the week at Dow Denver but uh, or ETH Denver as well, but uh, a major equipment failure happened. I'm not the most mobile guy. I'm happy and comfy here in my little home studio, and uh, this is where I create my best work. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm 
um, until I work some things out, I'm not exactly the most uh, mobile-ready um, <laughs> reporter. <laughs> I'm not the guy on the street catching the beat, you know? Um, so that's I do what I can do. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it was fun. And I learned a whole lot about um, audio and visual production. I learned a lot about crypto and DAOs and Ethereum and everything like that from all the speakers because I was the one in charge of live streaming for Dow Denver. Um, it was an amazing opportunity. I got to work with some really highly professional filmmakers and videographers and, uh, you know, uh, hats off to uh, Damien and Troy for uh, helping me and uh, teaching me a lot of stuff that they know how to, how to do. And yeah, I feel better off for it. And uh, I've, I've made such an amazing takeaway. And then after spending two full days watching all these presentations about DAOs and learning, I, I thought I already knew a lot about DAOs because of my experience participating in DAOs, but I know so much more about DAOs now. It's, it's incredible. Um, as far as going into ETH Denver, that didn't happen because I was too busy doing uh, follow-up production, data dumps, and following around um you know, creating some B-roll, and I wanted to follow him around as a professional uh, director of photography and just kind of learn his process. So, yeah, I for I, I for, uh, foregoed, is that how you say it, my opportunity to get into ETH Denver for the opportunity to be able to follow around a real-deal professional DP and uh, learn his process. So I'll trade that any day, honestly. But that's just because I'm interested in audiovisual stuff. Anyway, so let's get to the crypto stuff. Let's look over here. At CoinGecko and see what's going on. Let me pull up my stream. Okay. All right. So CoinGecko. Let me refresh this page and see what we have. So you can these are these are your basic um, coin listing pages. Um, CoinGecko. There's Coin Market Cap, which is the most the prominent one, I guess. And there's like other ones like Coin Paprika, Coin Codex, and stuff like that. Um, there's a bunch of them and then there's some that are free like this and then there's some that you pay for to get the extra analysis you know if you're, if you're one of those people that really likes to get down to the charts and you know look at different whale movements and this and that you know <laughs> and see and see how long um, certain coins have stayed in certain wallets and there, there are there are charts and analysis uh, analysis and trackers for all that stuff and uh, you can pay and get the special treatment and if that's what you really want to do but I'm not really a chart guy I'm just the type of guy that would open the newspaper and uh, look at the stats in baseball and football, kind of see where my team is, you know, <laughs> see what the percentage is, and then just kind of hang it up for the day. Yeah, so that's kind of how I am with the crypto stats as well. Um, but let's take a look here. It looks like Bitcoin was up around 42,000 all week, but now it's down to 38,000 again. Ethereum was up around um, low 3,000s, but now it's down to 26. So everything's kind of in a dip. Um, if you wanted to buy any of this stuff, I'm not a financial advisor. I mean, nothing I say here is financial advice. It's just me, the dude behind the camera. Um, I'm not a pro at any of this. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so it's not even supposed to be educational. It's just me commentating and you know talking about this stuff. So that's it. Entertainment, entertainment only. All right. So being so Tether's a stable coin, so it's always a dollar. So it should be. Um, Binance. Is 377.81 down 6.4%. USDC is a dollar stable coin as well. Uh, they need to take these stable coins out of here. I know I say this a lot, but take the stable coins out of these rankings because it's just noise. Seriously, and the wrap tokens as well. Um, they need to take that stuff out. It's just a distraction. I want to see what the actual um, token projects, actual blockchain projects, actual token projects are, and, and not 
have the stable coins be interfered. And they can put stable coins in their own and check the market caps of various stable coins and rank those. That would be good, but they don't. All right. So anyway, um, let me uh, get over here. All right. So XRP's at 78 cents, Cardano's at 93 cents, Solana's 89.06, Avalanche 77.88. Um, Avalanche is one of those super volatile ones. I know I say that a lot too, but you know, if you really want to trade on arbitrage and you know, jump in, get some dips, and then watch it jump up again to $120, Avalanche is probably your token. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, uh, Terra is at 48.67, Polkadot 16.95, uh, Dogecoin is 13 cents. Um, another stablecoin, Binance with Shiba Inu, right below that, and then you have Terra. All these stablecoins, like I said. Just distraction, noise. Um, I mean, I'll, yeah, they have their purpose, but not in these rankings. Uh, Polygon, $1.52, down 10.5%. The, the Crypto.com token took a dive, down 16.2%. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's a red bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Not that I like you too or anything, but, uh, you know, that was probably the only U2 song that I've ever kind of liked, <laughs> and that's barely like it i'm not even giving yeah anyway sorry about me hating on you too but um yeah just one of those bands that that's just played on the radio so much that's like the, the 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 networks like really tried to force you to like that song you know and nobody really loves it but it's, it's like it's like joey you know <laughs> joey i'm not angry anymore yeah the, the radio just played it non-stop and that another one is just another manic monday just another manic monday oh no i don't know anybody that loves that song but they played it every single day not even just on monday um but yeah it's just one of those things i don't know how i got on that tangent but Anyway, back to Dow Denver. Um, I was running the live stream on it, and um, I, you know, it's my first time to do anything like that. I have no idea how suddenly I got put in charge of that. Um, but I gave the disclaimer. I was like, you know, guys, I've never really done anything like like this, you know. <laughs> so uh, they're like, Nah, you'll be all right. And I was like, Okay, man, all right. And so. I packed up all my, my home computer system and drove up to Denver, crossing my fingers that it would start when I got there. And it did, and everything ended up okay. You know, and as, as far as live streams go, I've seen other live events. And if you and let me um, pull up DowDenver.org just so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. As far as any live stream events go, I've seen other ones that stream live. Um, for instance, like all the mouse belt stuff, um, that they put out, I can't remember the name of their conferences and other conferences I've participated in online streaming and yeah, man, I would say that it went pretty par for the course from any other events that I've seen as far as the live stream is concerned, as far as the actual event, I think it went super well. Um, yes, the live stream did have some dropping here and there, um, but those are things that were out of my control. Um, but, uh, yeah, I tried to keep up with the titles with what speaker is speaking at that time. Um, yeah, I, I, am I'm, I'm, I gotta give myself a pat on the back. I, I, I gotta say, you know, I'm very happy with how it went. So yeah, this was Dow Denver. Um, we'll be uploading, um, a lot of the different footage. It was at this place, Temple Bar in Denver. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was a very impressive nightclub to say the least. Like, um, 21 year old me would have been all about this if they would have played like you know some you know Nitzareb, Depeche Mode, New Order, you know all that old school new wave stuff. 
Um, they were instead playing more dead mousey type of stuff later on, from what I understand. That's kind of what they regularly play, but that's what DJs really play now anyway, right? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't go clubbing. I mean, look at me. You know, I, I live in a house in the suburbs, you know, with kids. So, yeah. So, but yeah, they had some great speakers. Um, and uh, even Charles Hoskinson from Cardano showed up, and you should have seen it whenever he came in the building. It was like Elvis had entered the building, and everybody swarmed down there. And Charles Hoskinson had, you know, two bodyguards, and you know his girlfriend there, and you know and a whole entourage of people. You know, it was, it was pretty impressive. And uh, I know, I okay, I know in the past um, that I have um, said that you know, I've made fun of Charles Hoskinson how he dresses like he's you know in his late to early late fifties to early sixties, even though he's only 34. I mean, I'm 46 and I, <laughs> I don't even dress as old as Charles Hoskinson. And, uh, you know, but, uh, and I was frustrated with Cardano and IOHK because I had an NFT stuck in one of their wallets and I couldn't get any help from anybody. Um, not IOHK, none of the wallet people, nothing because I could not separate this NFT out from the rest of my ADA because I wanted to cash in and, and you know give my me and my family a little vacation on some of the Cardano that I held and I couldn't do it. Um, so I was frustrated. So that's purely anecdotal, my frustration with Cardano and with Charles Hoskinson because all this was going on, no progress was being made in Cardano and you see these you know images and these you know things in Twitter of Charles Hoskinson traveling all over the world being, you know, like a, a politician instead of a coder. And you're like, dude, get to work, you know, let's let's ship something. Um, so but that being said, all frustrations aside, uh, when I when I met him and then whenever I heard him speak live and in person, you know, there, there's just something about a humanity when you see somebody um, that changes somebody's opinion about versus somebody just over Twitter, you know, and uh, I got to appreciate that, man. I felt nothing but um, a good vibe from the dude. You know, he was very low key, um, very calm, uh, very personable. And that's probably why he's so successful. Um, that and um, a lot of the things that he said on stage, I didn't agree with him um, all, but uh, were very eloquently put. And so, yeah, I can see why he's as popular as he is. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I do wish the best for Cardano because it is very African um, focused, Africa focused. And uh, I do believe the people of Africa need uh, any help that they can get um, as far as um, uh, squashing the centralized hierarchy that they have uh, driven by the warlords. I do support the whole idea of Cardano going into Africa and trying to change that system. Um, anyway, so yeah, like I said, um, to get back to the point, um, my opinion on Charles Hoskinson um, uh, is a little uh, less heavy. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, so um, that being said, let's go to some other stuff. Um, so yeah, I learned about DAOs, 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 and more DAOs. I guess I'm going to be talking about a lot of the stuff that I learned for the next, you know, couple of weeks probably is how long it's going to take. And a lot of the new stuff that came about, um, one of them that I'll start with, I guess was my DAO. Um, and I thought it was me DAO. It's M I D A O MeDAO.org. And, um, um, they help DAOs incorporate in the Marshall Islands. And you're like, Oh, what does that mean? That sounds kind of weird and a little sketchy. You know? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I have offshore accounts over in Barbados, you know, I'm laundering money. You know, so <laughs> it's just like, it just sounds, yeah, but it's, it's, um, 
it's actually really cool, you know. And uh, one of the people that I worked closely with um, at the conference was Adam Miller, and uh, he is right, right there. And uh, um, he is the Thriller is his Discord handle name, and uh, he's been participating in Dow Denver for a while. He um, has he's starting his own business called DowPlatforms.io. And he's going to help people become DAOs, people and companies become DAOs. Um, and that's kind of what the mission of DAOplanet.org is as well, formerly the Daoists. And um, Dow Planet, um, it wants to be a resource base to help companies and LLCs become DAOs as well. Um, so anyway, he was there and I hooked him up with um, a connection to the restream. So during the intermission, he was walking around interviewing people and he did a great job. And uh, yeah, so um, so anyway, so let's talk about uh, my DAO. All right. So my DAO is uh, they help DAOs incorporate in the only jurisdiction that explicitly recognizes the unique structure of DAOs and ensures limited liability to its members. Um, so they help DAOs incorporate the martial arts. Now, there's not a whole lot to the website. You really need to go into their Discord and interact with them um, and, and stuff like that. But if you want to kind of learn more about what they do, um, I mean, there's this article is really, well, not this one, this article. Wait, where'd it go? Uh, well, no, no, this article helps out. But the shipyardsoftware.org documentation helps out a lot as well. So let's read this article here. So this CoinDesk article. Um, under the new Marshall law, Marshall Island, under the Marshall Islands new law, however, DAOs. Okay, hold on. Let me go back to the beginning. <laughs> All right. In a bid to become the global hub for the cub for the incorporation of DAOs, the Republic of Marshall Islands has recognized decentralized autonomous organizations as legal entities, becoming the first sovereign nation to do so. All right. So now you may say, well, Wyoming. You know, has recognized DAOs. Well, Mark, Wyoming's a state, you know, so they're still under U.S. federal regulatory jurisdiction. Um, and I'm no, by no means, any type of, you know, professional or even halfway competent person that knows about corporations and legal entities and business structures at all. You know, all I know is how to um, operate a small mom and pop operation by watching my parents grow up and build businesses. Um, that are basically mom and pop operations, but um, they've done very well with that, you know, and then, you know, they've had successes and failures, successes and failures. And so I've seen them, you know, start from ground zero and build up companies multiple times throughout my life. And uh, yeah, you know, they've always turned things into profit generating companies. All right. So, but they've never been multiple branches and it's never been large worldwide corporations or anything like that. Um, so it's always been one location, small mom and pop operations. So anyway, the new law essentially grants DAOs the same privileges as limited liability corporations, allowing them corporate personhood and the ability to hold real estate done through a modification to the nation's nonprofit entity act. DAOs having to register separate LLCs to fully operate is an issue for the sector's crowdfunding genre. Think Constitution DAO, Lynx DAO, Blimp DAO, etc. Because registration makes it difficult to keep business decisions truly decentralized. Yep, that's right. Because when you register something, you have to register it in somebody's name. It has to point to somebody. You know, so um, 
DAOs are not just somebody. You know, there is no one person in the DAO that can claim some sort of ownership. Ideally, you know, even though unofficially in DAOs, there's generally one or two people that really kind of take the helm and you look to them as leadership. And that just happens. That's human nature. And, you know, you can never seem to get enough people to vote on governance, which I'll touch in here in a second. But anyway, under the new Marshall Islands, under the Marshall Islands new law, however, DAOs incorporated within its territory would not have to register separate LLCs. The Central Pacific Islands nation is hoping to become a hotbed for DAOs in the same way that Delaware has become a mainstay for U.S. business and corporation. Uh, David Paul, one of its parliament members, parliament members told Coindesk. Um, the first DAO, uh, he says, you know, our laws have actually been tailored all of these years to be able to cater to this kind of service, right? So the first DAO putting the new legislation to the test is Admiral DAO, which has registered its company Shipyard Software, a decentralized exchange software developer under Marshall, Marshall Islands jurisdiction. Um, so yeah, Shipyard Software software has nothing to do with ships and maritime ventures or anything like that. So we think of decentralized exchanges and DAOs as ships, it says Mark Laurie of CEO of Shipyard Software. They live in international waters, right? Um, so when we're trying to figure out where to incorporate Shipyard Software, we, we, we realized, oh, let's look at ships. And it turns out ships are all registered in the Marshall Islands, and that's what led us there. So, um, yeah. The, anyway, that's that article. It doesn't really give you a whole lot. So let's go over here to, uh, first of all, let's take a quick little look at Shipyard Software. Go to clipper.exchange, and this is pretty fascinating. It's an it's a like a Uniswap style automated market market maker exchange that is um, focused on the little guy on doing small trades, less than ten thousand um, dollars. Yeah, I mean ten thousand dollars is kind of a lot. Like nine thousand dollars trade. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's, in my eyes that's a buttload, but in a, you know in a, a lot of people's eyes that's that's, that's just pennies. But anyway. I will get back to the specifics on this trade, on this um, on this uh, exchange here. But uh, right now, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, incorporating and DAOs and um, why Shipyard Software incorporated their DAO in the Marshall Islands and uh, about MeDAO or MyDAO. Sorry, MyDAO. I always look at midao.org and I see MeDAO. You know. But uh, maybe that's because I know Spanish and like, I me thou, you know, <laughs> so anyway, whatever. Um, all right. So why we incorporated Shipyard's DAO? Okay, so because DAOs can be entirely governed on the blockchain, most have not created legal entities. However, DAOs choo that choose to incorporate within the global regulatory framework are able to capitalize on two legal benefits, limited legal liability and corporate personhood. All right, so rather than re solely requiring on requiring courts, DAOs operate according to a set of governance rules that can be selectively or even entirely enforced by code. In particular, this means that digital assets may be held in shared wallets without relying on banks. However, because DAO members, DAO members live in the real world, they still bear liability for anything the DAO does and any damages for which the DAO might be sued. As DAOs continue to expand, DAO members have grown increasingly aware of the need for a corporate entity to limit liability. Indeed, limiting liability was the main reason corporations became popular in the 17th century. So we're seeing a paradigm shift right now, just as you know, in the 17th century, they started incorporating to, to take the blame off of one particular person and have to prevent somebody being hanged. Um, 
Uh, we are now shifting and creating different models of, of working together um, and, and completely creating a paradigm shift in the whole business section. So here's another great part, great quote here too that will kind of give you a better idea. In addition, incorporation bestows corporate personhood on the Tao. Um, this is a concept dating back to early guilds, the Shrenis in ancient India, through which craftsmen used to speak with one, one voice as a community. So Tao's are nothing new. You know, the whole idea of uh, a community being a voice and an entire community being an entity and a person is nothing new. So um, today, it enables companies to survive beyond a leader's death, pay taxes as one instead of as thousands of members, own property, sign contracts, own bank accounts, and employ people subject to local laws. It's incredibly practical. Shipyard's DAO consists of a multi-sig wallet with several signers. Over time, we intend to slowly decentralize governance to the shipyard community. Now that it's incorporated, that can be done while protecting users. So, yeah. Um, some aspects of DAO's map neatly uh, of DAO's map neatly to existing corporate forms such as accounting and taxes. Uh, that sentence did not make sense. Okay, but incorporating a DAO is less straightforward than it might seem, mostly due to administrative hurdles. For instance, most jurisdictions require bylaws to be filed with the government in a particular format, but code isn't written on paper, and blockchain code may be unalterable because uh, a lot of times you have to amend. Uh, certain things. Uh, so also many legal entities are required to track membership with a ledger of names while DAOs typically track membership with tokens. All right. But simply the existing laws that define legal entities never imagined the unique environment of the blockchain. As a result, incorporating a DAO is like fitting a round peg in a square hole. Without clarity, DAO members are left unsure of whether they are really protected from liability. With clarity, DAOs should have no problem adhering to existing laws. So from favorable favorable jurisdictions to incorporate. So traditionally you would think, you know, oh, you know, the, the, the Swiss bank account you know, is incorporated in Switzerland, Panama, the Cayman Islands, or Wyoming, right? So the problem with Wyoming, so Wyoming made history by passing its first Dow law in July 2021. I remember the headlines. I, I covered it on my show. And I was like, wow, Wyoming's, you know, Dow's are legit, you know, and, and it was a big moment, you know, and it brought... DAOs to the public eye. Um, it made people in the, the the actual governments and legal entities aware of the word DAO and what it is. So it's that point in which the geeks, you know, all the nerds suddenly went from code to the public eye and they're like, wow, you're legit. And this, this has happened in this past year as well with Bitcoin being adopted by large corporations and large hedge funds and banks and everything like that. So suddenly everybody's been recognizing Bitcoin. Now large corporations and entities and legal entities um, with, the, with Wyoming recognizing DAOs, it's, it's, it's moved DAOs into the, the public eye and into the legal eye as well, which and is, is a double-edged sword because, you know, DAOs have, uh, are, are moving from the less experimental space to a more institutional space. So now every single thing that people do in DAOs and what DAO, the DAO uh, movement will be doing will be scrutinized with a more uh, judging eye, I guess you could say. So anyway, Wyoming made history by passing the first Dow LLC law in July 2021. However, this law has several drawbacks. First, it requires to meet a 50% quorum. All right. So a quorum is a pre-vote um, in order to get something to a proposal to vote on it. Um, so which is impractical in most elections and more so when it comes to Dow user votes. Okay, so 
In DAOs, and I'll, I'll let Adam Miller actually explain this. Uh, in DAOs, it's hard to get people to actually come and vote and participate in those votes. Like, really, only like 10 or 15% of the people in DAOs actually really vote on a lot of these proposals. So, um, in Wyoming, it requires votes to meet a 50% quorum. So, half the people have to vote. Um, in order for a, uh, a DAO to be legally recognized in Wyoming, you got to have a really active DAO and you basically have to start kicking members who don't vote, um, which kind of, to me, goes against the whole idea of what a DAO is about. I think it should be open and you know, to, to a lot of people and to provide a lot of equal opportunity and stuff like that. But when you do join a DAO, there is a certain amount of responsibility that you have to hold and to be able to participate in there. And, you know, voting, you know, once you're a part of a DAO, is a good is a responsibility. So let me let me just uh, re- play a couple clips um, in this interview with with Adam Miller um, just a couple days ago at East Denver. So one second here. Sorry if I blow you guys out. I'm going to try to turn the volume down somewhat. Um, here I'll start it right here. All right. Sure. So uh, really there's two issues that most DAOs are facing with respect to incorporation. The first is legal personhood. Legal personhood is what you need to own an asset in the real world, to to, uh, hire an employee, to sign a contract with anyone, to sue or be sued. So all of these things, if you're a DAO and you've created a product or you have intellectual property and you want to protect your intellectual property, you have no way to do that today. You can't sue anyone. Um, You can't even have a contract that gives you that intellectual property in the first place. That's one of the problems. The other one is limited liability. So today, any member of a DAO can be held liable for the actions of the DAO and any other member of that DAO. So whether that has to do with securitization, tokenization, tax issues, other day-to-day issues of the organization, you could be personally held liable with your own assets for anything that the DAO does by incorporating, by becoming an LLC in the Marshall Islands. Uh, That takes away the liability from the individuals by forming the corporate entity so that the DAO as an entity is the only organization, the only uh, the only thing that could be held liable in the case that uh, you run into trouble with the law or you get sued. Yeah, Adam really uh, says it a lot better than I did, you know, about the whole personhood of, of a corporation and of legal entity and then the difference between a, a DAO corporation, a DAO and a corporation. So here she says, why Marshall Islands? All right say in the United States? Sure. So um, the Marshall Islands has a long history of being a favorable environment for corporations. One out of every five of the world's ships happens to be registered in the Marshall Islands because of their favorable corporate legislation, a history of uh, of being a good place to register a DAO. In addition to that, the government is very innovative. They have a lot of forward thinkers who were extremely receptive to updating their legal framework so that it would work well for DAOs. In the United States, there are some LLC options. There are other options for DAOs. None of them explicitly recognize the nature of the DAO. So for example, they require you to have a list of, of humans that is held responsible for the DAO and actually controls the LLC at the end of the day. And so those humans can break off from the will of the community community, which goes totally against the ethos of a DAO. Um, the other issue, for example, with the Wyoming LLC law is it requires a quorum of over 50% on any vote related to governance of the DAO. No DAO ever gets 50%. It's very rare to have 50% of your community show up to vote. Often it's 5%, 10% of the community that shows up to vote, and that's okay. Uh, and so 
that's a limitation of the Wyoming LLC is that the day-to-day -day operations of any normal DAO make it incompatible with the way their law is written. So um, ours is the only uh, uh, incorporation-related legislation in the world today that explicitly recognizes that the DAO is a smart contract living on the blockchain, and its members who receive limited liability are blockchain addresses or their token holders or their NFT holders. It's actually written into the law. So right out of the gate, you get the full corporate personhood, full limited liability for all the members, and the Marshall Islands was simply the most uh, innovative country that was willing to do this first. Anyway, so yeah, you get the kind of the gist of it, you know, about why they're in the Marshall Islands and then, uh, you know, why they didn't just stick with Wyoming, you know, because of that whole 50% quorum vote issue. Um, let me go back to this article, to this documentation here on clipper.exchange. Um, so, yeah, um, well, not not that one. This, where'd you go? Uh, the docs. Oh, so shipyardsoftware.org is where I'm finding these docs. So the Cayman Islands, uh, the problem with them is they don't explicitly explicitly accommodate governance by founding member, by the, by the foundation. Sorry, hold on. It does not explicitly accommodate governance of the foundation by member voting. Instead, founders designate DAO members as the beneficiaries of the foundation and appoint directors who have a fiduciary duty to the beneficiaries. Unfortunately, this fiduciary duty can be interpreted in many ways and may not match the express will of the beneficiaries. So they don't recognize the entire community vote. You have to have people that act as the fiduciaries. If you don't know what a fiduciary is, a fiduciary is somebody that's legally recognized to act on behalf of of somebody else financially. So, you know, if you have a fiduciary, if you have a bunch of money and you won the lottery, um, you 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 want to get somebody who's your fiduciary because they are legally obligated to act on your behalf and to make sure that you know you don't lose your money um, instead of somebody who's just a broker. You know, so there's a big difference. So, but you know, the fiduciaries can be interpreted in many ways and don't always particularly match the express will of the beneficiaries. So that's what the Cayman Islands has. They have somebody that's necessary that somebody needs to act as a fiduciary. And then Panama, um, that's another one that's typically known as a haven. Um, it's uh, Panama's on the U.S. Financial Action Task Force list, the FATF of jurisdictions under increased monitoring, making that an unfavorable place to incorporate. So then you got the man all you know breathing down your neck on through Panama. Even so, it has a flexible foundation law. Unfortunately, foundation must have shareholders who ultimately maintain control over the foundation, which makes it ill-suited for DAOs because DAOs don't have shareholders; they have token holders. Um, so. Um, yeah, it makes it, and DAOs are working towards true decentralization because that's part of the name DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Organization. All right, and then Switzerland is the one of the other four that are thought of to be a haven. And the, the Switzerland canton of Zug offers a foundation service, but the cost of formation is so high, more than 75000 bucks, and the setup process is lengthy, four to six months. Further, the law's treatment of DAOs is unclear, and the council exerts a great deal of control over the network and assets of the beneficiaries. Similar to the Cayman Islands, Swiss foundation law does not explicitly accommodate governance of the foundation by member voting. So, 
All these other places that people would typically think of as being favorable to DAOs are not actually favorable to DAOs. Um, after reviewing the above options, none seem satisfactory. Paying 100000 to 300000 in legal fees for Caymans, paying about... I mean, you better have a very profitable DAO if you're going to pay hundred to $300,000 right off the bat in order to incorporate. Usually businesses and you know DAOs and, and companies, whenever they're just starting out, don't have a ton of money to throw down. Um, so... Cost aside, if we compromise on sovereignty, then what's the point of incorporating it all? Um, if we compromise on compliance, the rest of the world won't respect the entity. And if we compromise on clear doubt treatment, we, can, we can't be sure the corporate veil won't be pierced, exposing all members to liability. So... Uh, so Shipyard Software looked at the options and they saw the Marshall Islands as the place to be. Um, DAOs are also similar to the ships and that they spend most of their time in international waters beyond the direct purview of any sovereign nexus. I mean, the crypto space is international. People from all over the world are interacting today in, in, in DAOs. I mean, I've experienced this in the Bankless DAO. There are people worldwide Every single day on the calls that I get on in the AV guild and the community calls, you know, in projects that I jump in, I'm talking with people in time zones all around the world. So, you know, we, we spend most of our time in international waters beyond the direct purview of any sovereign nexus. We begin, so we begin, so they began researching how ships incorporate and they learned that 20% of the global shipping capacity is incorporated in the Republic of the Marshall Islands. So yeah, check out this Marshall Islands strong legal positioning. I mean, they are sovereign, um, internationally recognized state. They're strong, a respected financial judicial institutions. They're stable as a freely associated state of the U S so they do have the backing of the U.S. military, um, the reliable U.S.-aligned banking and financial system, and fast-moving, adaptable legislative process that can keep up with the evolving markets. So crucially, the Republic of Marshall Islands also supports innovation. The country recently passed a law, an amendment to their nonprofit stature that enables DAOs to incorporate as nonprofit LLCs with bylaws and membership that can be recorded on the blockchain. This fits all of our criteria. So it gives a little graph here, you know, a little a chart, I guess, um, that shows all the different jurisdictions. And then they, you know, at the top bar, they say sovereign, and then they have the X and the check marks, compliant, clear dial treatment, and legal cost as the, as the options. And Marshall Islands is the only one that checks all three of sovereign, compliant, and clear dial treatment, and it has a low legal cost. So it makes sense. So anyway... In order to service blockchain-based projects across the world that wish to be legally recognized on the global stage, Shipyard partnered with Republic of Marshall Islands local government to create MyDAO. Um, and MyDAO is a nonprofit founded to simplify the incorporation process for DAOs in the Republic of Marshall Islands while ensuring full compliance. Um, so you don't want to get in legal trouble, you know. So MyDAO helps steward Shipyard's recent DAO incorporation process, and we expect many other organizations to follow in Shipyard's wake. So it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, I will get more into um, Clipper.dex and some of its features tomorrow because I'm out of time today. I'm already at 40 minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down of these automated, autom automated market makers and some of the, the reasons why Clipper.exchange uh, Clipper um, is something that is geared for the small trader. But Clipper.exchange is, um, is a product that came out of shipyard software um you know in shipyard software is a DAO, 
incorporated in the Marshall Islands and um, it, 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 through the help of MyDAO. So that's where all how all this ties together. So it's MyDAO, M-I-D-A-O.org. Um, you know, like I said, the website is not a whole lot right now, uh, but it leads you to the proper places where you can get the best information about it. Um, Adam Miller is somebody good to talk to on that. Um, he is right here, uh, Adam Miller, the global operations and co-founder. He previously founded DowPlatform.org, uh, which is also his other current company, providing strategy and technology consulting and help others launch and operate DAOs. He spent six years in emerging technology research at Capital Group, a global investment management firm with over $2 trillion in assets under ma- management. Adam started his own career investing in and founding several social web platforms, including Study Abroad 101. BS in economics from Massachusetts, MIT, and certificates in cybersecurity from UC Irvine, and cryptocurrencies from MIT Media Lab. So he's a smart dude. I've actually had him on my show. He's in episode number 406. And uh, yeah, we I mean, we just went through the basics of what DAOs are. Um, he's very patient with me. So <laughs> as far as uh, explaining some of this stuff, um, definitely a little more well-spoken and uh, um, well-educated in this, more, more educated in this area than I am. So I, I appreciate him ha- taking that time to come on my show on episode 406. So go back to episode number 406 and, uh, and listen to his interview. It's a really, it was a really good episode. I, I really enjoyed it, um, except for some of my technical um, weaknesses as far as getting the show going at the beginning. But uh, yeah, uh, aside from that, yeah, um, I, I have so much stuff to cover. Um, I'm going to have to cover uh, Shipyard Software and uh, no Clipper.exchange and some of the details that I've learned about automated market makers, about what makes them unique. And uh, I guess I'll do that in tomorrow's episode. And then uh, after that, I have Discord bots and servers um, that I would like to um, go over because there are a lot that are specifically catered towards DAOs. And there are some really cool bots and servers um, that specifically cater towards DAOs on, on Discord. You know, Discord's traditionally a gaming platform. Well, you know, crypto and DAOs have kind of adopted Discord as their default platform to be able to to bring communities together. And as a result, there's been a lot of development on Discord that and bots that have been created that are specifically curated towards DAOs. So I'm super uh, stoked to tell you guys about some of these these bots that I've learned about. All right, man. Well, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and hit it. Um, I'm going to spend the day with my family. And then uh, uh, tomorrow, I got to hit the grind again. I got to get back to work, go back to my hour and 15 minute commute down to work, and then hour and 15 minute back. So two and a half hours out of my day, which is why I'm trying to phase on out of my job and phase into this broadcasting and Web3 world. Um, I do want to do audio visual and live streaming as a service for people and events and things like that. Um, so I am for hire. Um, I have this show and this show is just my fun little show, but this Dow planet and this Dow Denver conference proved to me that I'm capable of doing live conferences and doing live streaming on that type of level. And I'm stoked about it. I definitely am ready to go ahead and uh, move from my fiat currency web two job um, to my, or not even web two manufacturing job to my web three career, uh, Dow career. All right. Well, I will talk to you guys tomorrow later.
Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you would like to donate some stablecoin or Ethereum, please feel free to send it to EurekaJohn.crypto or EurekaJohn.eth. This will help with the gas costs for all these protocols that I mess around with. Because that gas adds up and I ain't rich. Yet. Thanks again. Thanks again.